Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. John Morris, Katie Smith, a new week. A new week. A new milestone <laughs> in Baylor Athletics to talk about this week. Yes, the winningest coach in Baylor Athletics history here with us, head coach Ooh. Glenn Moore, or as you're calling him, Mr. 1000. I Mr. love it. Mr. 1000. There's no one else in these halls that we can say, <laughs> hey, Mr. 1000's here. I love that. So, Glenn, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, uh, Probably shouldn't say this, but there's probably no one with more losses. Than <laughs> year, so. No, no, Hey, no. we're going to focus on the positive. The positive. Here we go. There was a like there was that. a baseball movie, Mister Three Thousand. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I, I don't know much about it, but I, I, do I don't either. That. But I remember the name of it. I so. don't even know the name I of it. I will not so. play <laughs> you that movie. You guys are ahead of me. <laughs> but Glenn is Mister One Thousand. So, uh, congrats. What we're talking about is you uh, reached the one thousand win milestone last week, March twenty second. The win over UT Arlington. The 1,000th of your coaching career, 861 of those here at Baylor. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm just a blessed man to, to be a part of this and, um, and, and a part of those wins is so many people involved. So thank you for having me. You bet. Yeah, you think of Coach Moore winning this and the character and the person he is. He's not going to say – I'm incredible. I did this. I did this, right? You're always quick to point to the people with you. And so what is that? Kind of talk about that, how how a, a, a milestone like this kind of allows you to reflect on some of those experiences. Well, first of all, it's my nature to think of how quickly I could have gotten here had we done a few things differently, <laughs> had I won a few more games, let right. some slip away. But, um, you know, I, I really do think most coaches would agree that um, – that it is, um, it's an honor to be, have your name at the top of that. Mm. But, and you look at the tree underneath it and everybody that's involved and what it takes to get there. And, you know, starting with my wife, Janice, and being right there by my side. We haven't been married the entire 1,000, but we've, uh, I've talked to her after every single game. So <laughs> I know she's been, played a vital role and certainly has been active in our, in our, um, program and our ministry here and, and mm. just really uh, uh, assistant coaches, players, of course, and had a couple of special special uh, guests, Lisa Ferguson and Whitney Canyon uh, showed up at our, our game up That's there cool. at Texas Arlington, cool. you know, that are both responsible for many of those. Yeah. Whitney, yeah. 80, I think 84 wins Whitney had wow. here. So, you know, without those two, uh, we're still hunting for that thousand and, um, you know, just so many, so many people that uh, – have played a role in, in the 1,000 wins. Mm. It, it is, you know, it is a milestone, and you're going to, you know, you're working on your next 1,000 now, but it is kind of <laughs> nice to uh, stop and reflect and look back and look at your hairstyles through the years. <laughs> <laughs> Our hair. <laughs> well, <laughs> to stop at hair. <laughs> 
but but it is kind of a, you know that's what a milestone is you yeah. you uh, reach that and it's a good chance to look back and and reflect a little bit but you're in the middle of the season also i mean i'm sure you reflected a little bit that day but then you just move right into your next games yeah it's uh it's just I guess not just another game because it yeah. is a milestone and and you want to you know, be humble about it but at the same time it, it makes you proud it makes mm. you proud that you you know the people around you that are responsible for you even being here thought enough of you to bring you in and you know coach young was on the search committee and mentioned my name and I replaced her as she stepped down and um you know the athletic director uh, Tom Stanton hiring me and then um you know, all the athletic directors, Mac Rhodes, their support of me and belief in me and in our program and our staff. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's very rewarding in that sense. Um, you know, it's it, the, the players play the game, though, John. I, I've always said I haven't hit a pitch and hadn't swung, mm-hmm. uh, hadn't uh, thrown a pitch in this game. And I have a funny story. I was at church the Wednesday after we got that win, and they were, you know, congratulating me. And Larry Groth, the former city manager, tense church with us and he um, I made that statement I haven't hit a pitch or swung uh, or thrown a pitch or hit a pitch and 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 any of these wins he said well make sure you say the same thing in the losses too and I thought that's pretty good but uh yeah it's so many people to be thankful for but just that God would put you in a position to where you can um you know work for his kingdom and doing something you love to do around people that are here at Baylor um Gosh, I can't I can't imagine a better life and a better opportunity than we've Jens and I've had here. Uh, as, as it go, as the record states, twenty third year here at Baylor, twenty sixth as a uh, as a head coach. So the thousand wins, you know, predates your time here yeah. at Baylor. Right. As we said, eight hundred sixty one here. How about this quote, Katie? This is great. So mm-hmm. after the win over UTA. Um, Glenn, meeting with the media there, says, although I'm blessed to be the representative of the many responsible for a 1,000 wins in my career, the important victories have been in the, in the athletes, staff, and campers who have been led to Jesus Christ through this program. In the end, nothing else matters. Wow. Drop the mic. Stop right there. <laughs> I mean, podcast that is great. over. Yeah, I mean, podcast over. That is incredible. Over. That's great that that's where your mind goes in yeah. that moment. It, it is, John, and I, you know, we are in an environment that we're, you know, that's encouraged. Not only it's just it's just what we should do, and, and athletics as a whole across this country is such a powerful platform. Mm. And I don't want to be remiss in making eternal, using our program to make eternal changes in lives and benefit kids. And not only those, just planting seeds there so they can go. And that's the Great Commission, right? And I have a one of the greatest tools to be able to serve God in that capacity and and uh yeah I put a lot of pressure on myself to win and represent Baylor and be able to put us on a a stage that um you know draws attention to our school Um, but we want that platform for the name Jesus Christ to be known throughout the land so that's that's what our team is about that's what our program's about and it's not just on tv uh mm-hmm. espn it's about other camps and yeah. and anytime we have the opportunity so yeah thanks for thanks for bringing that up and it, it's about him not about us yeah i love that that's incredible love that about y'all's program you know when y'all got that thousandth win twitter world's going crazy a thousand wins a thousand wins all this and i loved i think the first or second tweet I even saw was, yes, but you should ask 
Coach Moore about the number of baptisms this year and things like that. And so talk a little bit uh, about those baptisms that your team got to experience this year. Well, again, I, I uh, have people surrounding me that play a vital role in the, in the, uh, in the kids that we, God brings into our program. You know, we work, we try to put feet to our prayers and work hard. And then whoever ends up here at Baylor, we believe there's a purpose for it. And um, Coach Newman, uh, Danny, Coach Hoot, um, you know, Megan Diaz, all of those are uh, like, we're like-minded. We're equally yoked in the same uh, sense that we, we want to use our craft and our tools and not fall short in our duty to compete and develop players, um, but also make sure our priorities are in a place to where they're, um, we can grow their faith and, and uh, prepare them for life and what God has in store for them as well. So uh, those, those around me are just exceptional people. And uh, again, blessed to have them here. And this year we did have so far, we've had uh, seven of our athletes baptized. That's wow. pretty phenomenal when you it's think incredible. you have 22 on your team. And, um, you know, I, I, I read somewhere a long time ago, actually, when I was in high school, that really hit me hard that uh, once um, kids leave or, or people leave high school, if they don't know Christ, there's one in 7,000. I don't know if that's an accurate st uh, yeah. stab, but one in 7,000 come to know the Lord. And it just has been a burning desire of making sure that I do my part in whatever mission God gives me as a, in my career. And I've fallen short many times and I've let softball and other things become way too important. The human side of me and had to self-correct many times, but that is what's important and nothing else does matter in the end. Um, nothing else matters. Man, that's great. That, that uh, number's much higher in Baylor Athletics. Yeah. And credit to you. You know, you guys, uh, all, all you coaches, but also just the culture here at Baylor. Mm -hmm. And it's great to have, you know, it's, it's not only accepted, I mean, it's expected mm -hmm. almost of our coaches and staff and to, you know, prepare champions for life. And one of those pillars is spiritually. Yeah, and we live in a tough time where it's, not um it's, it's frowned upon many times mm -hmm. and uh to be able to do that in a humble way um not a flashy way is is a good is a tough balance because you you want to brag on jesus you want to show people what he can do in your life and sometimes that comes across as uh in your face mm -hmm. and you have to have a balance with it as well but um we've found that just loving people uh, letting them see Christ through us is the most important and again we fail at that so often but that's our that's our challenge yeah you've mentioned the incredible staff that you have around you and correct me if I'm wrong but it, it seems unique the amount of time the the bulk of your staff has been together and so what how does that kind of put a, a family feel on your program for student athletes coming in well, I'm glad you brought that up Katie because I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one of the greatest humans to walk the face of the earth was Mark Lumley mm -hmm. and he was with us for so long and is uh, responsible for so many of these athletes that have come into our program and so many of these yeah. wins have been uh, he's contributed to in such a big way um, and Coach Hood is uh, you know just fills that, that void mm -hmm. in such a great way um, so many parallels to the two um, Coach Newman I, has had many opportunities to leave and go somewhere else. Uh, Coach Lumley did when he was here. And, um, you know, people want that type of leadership. So um, I've never been one, maybe to a fault, to push anybody out of door, which mm -hmm. is, you know, you talk about coaching trees and 
that's a sign of a good coach is their coaches go out and lead other people. And mm-hmm. that's where my selfish part comes in, I guess, is I, I fight hard to get the best recruits we can get in here. So I want the best coaches yeah. to lead those recruits. So uh, while I would accept that and uh, encourage it and support anything they want to do in their career, Baylor is just such a great place to raise a family in Waco in this area that, um, you know, people don't want to leave. We yeah. see that in our out-of-state recruits that come here. And, you know, I always bring up Kelly Levesque. She's one of my favorites. I brought her from California, and, and she doesn't want to leave Texas. And I just <laughs> love that because awesome. I love the state. And I'm one of those Genesis as well, my wife, that uh, we weren't born in Texas, but we got here as quickly as we there could. We and now we yeah. spent half our, our life here. So I – you know, I'm, I'm very happy that they've stayed around, and, and um, it makes my life a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And Kelly works with us on our TV broadcast, so yeah. that's a lot of fun. And uh, she she loves Waco now. She does. I mean, she's made a home here for sure. Talking about the 1,000-win milestone uh, and connect that to, to Coach Lum, your 700th career win. Do you remember which one that was? There've been so many. <laughs> I read all of those hundred yeah. marks, and uh, there have been so many. Guess at a few of them. All right, but, uh, this one was so cool because it was the final game of the Tucson Super Regional. Oh, oh. yes, you beat Arizona, a traditional yep. power lum from Arizona. You wow. beat them in their uh, park to go to the World Series, the Women's yes. College World Series. That was number seven hundred. Twenty seventeen, oh. and um, yeah. you know, no one. In the uh, entire universe, picked us to come out of yeah. that regional number fifteen seed. They were two seed, and and we lost the first game, fought back, and evened it up, and won the. And that was a, no. There were quite a, there were quite a few moments in our um, history together with Coach Lum that I saw tears, but that was the one he had a lot of yeah. tears rolling down his cheek. It just meant a whole lot. That's where he came from, of sure. course, and uh, a lot of great memories there. Very meaningful. And it's great the way we you continue with the program and we all continue to uh, lift up Lum and tell his story. I mean, he's still with us. Yeah. He is. He really is. He is, and he will always be. You know, I still – we've recruited the same areas for so many years that uh, we had our – our day was planned first by where we were going to eat lunch. <laughs> and, uh, then we would re- yeah, work the recruiting that. around that. Yeah. Uh, so we had our priorities in line. There you, you go, know, absolutely. So I still go back to those places, and that's kind of my way of uh, – connecting with uh, the moments we have but he was it's no secret anybody that knows us and knows that we were close and uh Britt as well you know we were the third longest tenured staff wow. in the nation whenever he passed away so um very indebted to him and uh watched him change lives and uh just uh just a phenomenal man and I know that he heard the words, well done, good yeah. and faithful servant. Oh, amen to that. And you're right. You couldn't have found anybody better to move into that role than who yeah. Johnigan. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's anybody better than him. No, no doubt about it. Uh, I admired him before he came to work. Um, you know, there's just, he's just number one, he's a good person, but he's, mm. he's a great person, great man of God and a uh, hard worker. I mean, he's a, tad bit older than me but can <laughs> run circles around me and he's just a good good guy but he's also a great coach so. Man, I love that I still remember you know from when I was at Baylor who worked in facilities and all this stuff yeah. and then they tell me he's going to be the softball coach and I remember saying oh, 
well, that that feels like a stretch, but maybe not knowing he had yeah, such experience yeah. oh, in yeah. it. I loved learning well, he had about filled him. In. He had filled in with us uh, when Coach Lomley was fighting uh, yeah. cancer early on. So I, that was a pretty good interview process, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah he I did love well. That. Tuned into the Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. Glenn Moore, our guest today. Hey, I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics. For a long time, storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows, ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Coach Moore, you talked about how you and your wife, Janice, Texas has not always been home, but now that it is, you love it. Talk a little bit about when when you were at LSU and, and you got that call from Baylor. What was it about Baylor? What was it about Waco, Texas that, that made you want to pick up y'all's lives and move? Yeah, well, um, those are some good days, too, because we won a lot at LSU. We had won two SEC titles mm. and an SEC tournament title, I believe, and we had four All-Americans returning. And everybody in my family and hers thought that that was the mecca of <laughs> coaching down yeah. there. So whenever um, we got the call from um, Coach Young, I actually said, hey, would you be interested? And and uh, my dad had told me never shut a door too quick. So I just mm. wanted to make sure I didn't just take something for granted. But in the back of my mind, I was not leaving there for until they kicked me out. And, and uh, so I followed my dad's advice and probably the best advice I've ever been given because I listened to what they had to say here at Baylor and Janice and I thought about it, prayed about it. And we said, Hey, let's, let's go just check it out. And, uh, we told LSU we were going to come over and, and we flew over here and uh, got off the airplane. Tom Stanton met, met me. I'll never forget. Welcome to the best kept secret in division one athletics. Wow. I love that. Another, uh, caveat to this story was, uh, the October before we started six months later here, or seven months, um, we were looking to upgrade our facilities at LSU. So we flew over to see Texas's new softball stadium in mm -hmm. there. Assistant coach was a friend of mine. He said, Baylor's building a new stadium. Did you know that? And I said, no, I hadn't heard that. He said, you should go look at what they're doing. It's going to be nice. So we flew up here with our, our booster. I bought his plane from Waco. So he said, yeah, well, I'd like to go back. So we flew up here. And I called Coach Young and said, hey, can we take a look at what you guys are doing? So long story short, we walked through the stadium in October of, uh, I think that would have been 99, because in 2000 was my last spring at LSU, mm. of the stadium that I would be in charge of a wow. year later. So, <laughs> Little did you know. Yeah, That's so incredible. That kind of neat and uh, very, very uh, impressed with Baylor within six hours of the visit here. Uh, Janice and I knew this is where the Lord was leading us to go, wow. and it wasn't much, even though we were in a good situation down there, mm -hmm. it wasn't much that could be done at that point in time to to uh, change our minds. Yeah. Wow, that's a great story. Mm -hmm. And flash forward a few years later, I can't remember how many, but I remember Skip Bertman coming here, maybe as part of a regional, and, and taking pretty copious notes about Gatterman Stadium. Wanting to copy it or wanting to take the best year. I'd forgotten about over that, there. but uh, they were actually looking at uh, building the stadium yeah. that I had been promised down there. Really? And uh, yeah. we've had many people look at Gatterman because it yeah. kind of raised the bar in mm -hmm. athletic facilities across the country. And and uh, he wanted to see what uh, he was AD at the time, and he wanted to see what um, we had done here. So he came here with the uh, baseball and coach and uh, softball coaches at the time, and 
walk through the facilities. Cool. Yep. And it's not just Gatterman Stadium. It's yeah. the Gatterman Indoor Facility yeah. also. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just puts you uh, at a level very few softball programs are at. Well, it did at that time. And uh, now, as I said, the bar's been raised. There's a lot of nice facilities out there. But ours was built to stand the test of time. Mm. Um kind of the old ballpark feel yeah. and uh, many people still claim it to be the, their favorite facility and uh, you add the indoor as you said uh, Ted and Sue Getterman have just, have just uh, changed my life with uh, their benevolence to Baylor in many ways of course they've changed many lives but personally the athletes that I've coached have uh, always had the best and uh, it's made a big difference in recruiting of course it's been made a big difference in player development and uh, just um, overall perspective of what Baylor said it says what Baylor feels about um, female sports if you will I mean it's not that the male sports are slighted but you don't see that in many places that that especially at that time where there was uh, and football wasn't doing well at the time and mm-hmm. I'm coming from a school that was putting 80 90,000 in the football stadium at double the ticket prices and struggling to to fund our sport so when i saw that kind of commitment that was like man this says so much for where their priorities are and played a huge role in our decision yeah we talk about all these incredible facilities here at baylor we're surrounded by it what's kind of for you and your program next on the horizon of what y'all are looking towards yeah Um, well you know we've recently upgraded to a new uh playing surface new scoreboard and um you know, I, I guess if you're asking me my wish list, we would like to get out of the tennis building and have our own clubhouse. So I yeah. think the girls would, uh, they deserve that, and that would be nice. And we were close to having that happen a few years ago. But, uh, you know, a lot of things are happening. A lot of dirt's being moved around here. So we'll wait our turn and uh, hopefully win a few games between now and then. Yeah. Where would that be? Where would do you have a yeah, spot? Yeah, we had uh, years ago. We had drawn up the the uh, renderings for it down the left field uh, fence, okay. along with a berm oh. in the left field, lowering oh, the nice. fence to six feet, which is the minimum, and uh, putting a berm in the left field. Um, it would be uh, the the renderings had a double uh, two story building where the coaches' offices would overlook the field. Wow. So, wow. you know, I drew up a dream indoor facility <laughs> years ago. So when Miss Getterman came to me and said, yeah. uh, and Ted as well said, "Hey, well, if if we gave you a gift, what would what would you buy with it?" I was able to pull that out. So I still have those renderings <laughs> for this. So when somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, we want to do something really nice for you," and and uh, we're going to be able to tell them exactly what we want. So Very cool. nice. Good. All right. There you go. Let's put that out there, there on the table. <laughs> okay. I love it. Uh, Glenn, uh, the thousand win milestone. We talked talked about that. 23 years here at Baylor, 26 total. How has, how has your sport changed, mm-hmm. evolved? I mean, how is your job different now than when you started? Well, a lot has changed in our culture. Uh, young people have changed a whole lot. And I've, in, in order to keep my job, I have to change a little bit with yeah. that. So our mission is still the same, John. Uh, but I think there are a lot of coaches my age that are no longer coaching because they couldn't make those adjustments. Mm-hmm. So so it's been a, a requirement to adjust and, and coach a little bit different. Our philosophy has changed a little bit as well as the game has evolved. But I think the uh, the average fan looking from afar and not internally uh, would say I should have changed sooner because yeah. I'm such a – a pressure oriented if I coach basketball I'd be the running gun I mean we'd be up and down the court so I love that in softball and we've had traditionally a more of a short game 
uh, philosophy where you can dictate the defense and you can put them in motion and make them move around and put pressure and make them break down. The game has become more of a power game, more like baseball. Um, not um, not really uh, benefited a, a, a private school situation mm-hmm. because you can't have the depth in private schools at seventy thousand a year to go to school. Uh, you know when it's half that at other um, public institutions. So you can't have six or seven in your bullpen. And we were talking earlier about injuries that we've had in the last six years. It really hurts you a lot more, I think, in a private school. So from that standpoint, I have been slower to change, and it's mm-hmm. uh, that's primarily the reason there. But from an offensive standpoint, the long ball has become more prevalent, more teams hitting 70 and 80 home runs. And uh, we've transitioned into a little bit more of that, still got a ways to go, in my opinion, to where we can uh, – match up certainly home runs are hard to hit at Gatterman we're known as the uh, toughest field in America to hit home runs out of with the the prevailing winds but um uh but I think that's where I've changed from a philosophical standpoint from a from a coaching standpoint uh from a, a relationship standpoint I think as I've gotten older I've the girls would say I'm softer. The ones that return to see us would say I'm much softer. And I think that's been necessary that you can't coach old school style. The junction boy style of coach would never work today in football. So it can't work with us as as well. So you got to pick the buttons you push and the times you push those buttons have to be more calculated than they were back in the day where if you made a mistake, you got yelled at a little bit more. So I am softer. I think it was uh, (laughs) Uh, out of necessity rather than desire because I was old school and trained that way. And I do think there's some element of, uh, of development that is missing whenever you can't push them quite as hard, but Mm -hmm. uh, it was, uh, it was necessary to do. With all these changes you mentioned, y'all's mission has not changed. Um, How do you feel like this is all affected recruiting with, with the changes over the past 20 years? Um. So I think uh, I think that, you know when I came here to coach uh, the the cost I remember it very well the cost was seventeen thousand nine hundred to go to Baylor, um, wow that was tuition <laughs> fees room board and books so Sheesh. you know you you triple over triple that um, you know we rely on academic because you can stack those two scholarships mm. and uh, I think we have probably uh, you know athletes that are very competitive nonetheless but. Um, you know, it's just hard to go head to head with a lot of schools and get a lot of these athletes. So you got to recalculate mm. how you recruit a little bit. Mm. Um, and um, some, honestly, you have to go after a few, um, but some are just going to, especially with NIL becoming mm. a factor now, you have to realize which ones you're not going to be in the hunt for and go to the second, I hate to say second tier, but mm. the, the ones that may be overlooked and uh, maybe develop talent a little bit more. Mm. Um, if you spend all your time going over, going after those that you just don't have the resources to get, mm. then you're going to lose those. And by that time, you've lost your number two, three, and four, and now you're going for your number five. So it's a, it's a challenge to analyze that situation and um, decide which route to go. So mm. that's where th- in lies the uh, – the intelligence of my staff to, <laughs> to help me make better decisions. There. That's awesome. Well, that's part of adjusting, you know, your coaching. I mean, yeah. that's part of it, and that's one of the changes yeah. that you y'all have to deal with now, right. isn't it? It is, and it's, uh, you know, you can 
sit back and whine about it all you want, but as I said earlier, the the mission doesn't change here. Mm-hmm. So we try to deal with it and adjust, but still trust God to send us. We're going to have the same number of athletes on our roster, and they have the same needs outside of softball, and yeah. we just have to coach the ones he sends us and realize that our mission is still the same with those that are supposed to be here. Yeah. How much would you say you and your staff incorporate the, this faith priority into the recruiting process? Is it more, hey, this is our culture, look at us and see see if it's something yeah. you're interested in, or what does yeah. that look like? That's a great question, and it's, uh, it's something that we make sure that we make them aware mm. that it's provided here. And we do our best to try to make sure that it's not a requirement for you to be here. That's awesome. And um, we want whoever God wants wants to send us mm. here and then it's going to be an opportunity that can't be um, provided is not provided at some schools and it can be here so um, that's from Bible studies that we have routinely that are not mm. mandatory and there's certainly no lineup written we don't do yeah. roll call <laughs> I don't intend I don't intend the one the, they have uh, the female coaches on their staff have Bible studies every weekend and coach Hoot and I don't attend so that they can be more open and transparent with those coaches. And it's not um, anything that's a requirement. It's just provided here, the Mm -hmm. opportunity to, to, um, you know, grow your faith, your, your, your physical, your mental and your spiritual aspects need to be grown wherever you are. And that's an opportunity that we can more freely do here. Good. It's a family. I mean, it, yeah. it is the Baylor softball family. Back to your family uh, and Janice, the best athlete in, in your family. <laughs> you no would, argument here. No, that's what I'm saying. You would never disagree with that, no would you? No argument here. She was, a, she was a great high jumper wow. at uh, at Northwestern State. Uh, where, how did y'all meet? I don't think I've ever yeah, she heard. She just jumps as high as I tell her to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big yeah. talk there. Nobody's believing that, are they? No. Oh, man, we should have Janice on. But, yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. But uh, great family, and Ty and JC, we've watched them grow up, you know, during your time here at Baylor. They're both out of the house. You had some foster kids in your house, yeah. but you're empty nesters now, right? Wow. We are. I have to go. You asked initially, how did y'all meet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't glaze let me, over let me, let me t- yeah. This is kind of a funny story that uh, uh, I call myself a prophet because of this. So, <laughs> I love so, where this is going. So yeah. my um, – my first day at Northwestern State was on a Wednesday in January, so I transferred from Southwest Community College and, and uh, to play football over there. And my best friend got a scholarship to be a manager with me. That was my transportation, so I negotiated <laughs> a scholarship for him. It's impressive. So, so we go, uh, following my mom's strict orders, to find a church uh, to attend on day one. We get there on a Wednesday. School starts on Monday. And uh, we go find a church on the loop outside of Natchitoches called Westside Baptist Church. And I met a man, and he said, hey, come back tonight. Uh, youth will meet in the back, and you can go join them for the for the uh, youth meeting. So we go back there with them. We get there early. We're sitting in the office, and these two gorgeous twins walk in late, <laughs> as is typical. I really hope one of them's Janice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So they walk in and and they see us and they just keep walking. As soon as they see us, they walk to the back of the building and I elbowed my buddy and I said, "You see those girls? Did you see that girl right there?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "I'm going to marry her." Oh and, uh, man! Seriously? And, uh, he said, "Which one?" I said, "I don't care." That's amazing. They were twins. So yeah, they're identical twins. And uh, yeah, Janice and I were married. Uh, 
quite a few, about nine years later. It yeah. took me a while to catch her. She ran track, so I you know, had to slow down. But, yeah, we were married, been married 25 years now. That's, That's a awesome. great story. So, wait, I, I, can't, I can't get past this. I'm still stuck on this. <laughs> so then you just said, from that moment, like, did you ask her out on a date? Or it took nine years, but yeah. when, did, when I, did that relationship Yeah, I'm a little develop? more calculated than that. So I started working <laughs> the youth director to set things up. Nice. So, so we went to, he said, well, they play basketball. She was a senior in high school. So okay. we play basketball at Camp D. And uh, that was a, a near city. And so we went out and watched them that next week and nice. played basketball. Of course you so did. <laughs> from there, he dropped us by their house to have something to eat. So one thing led to another. That's nice. awesome. What a great story. That's a great yeah. story. That's great. So, yeah, and, and with the family, Ty and JC are doing well. JC just graduated from Baylor. Uh, she bleeds green and gold and is uh, – the only mistake she's made uh, is that she went out with this Aggie. <laughs> oh, man. So she'll be marrying uh, Cole Kloffenstein. So her name's about to change in July. Oh, nice. uh, she's getting married. Very proud of her. Graduated summa cum laude. I told her if she did, I'd buy her a car. I thought there was no way she'd go. <laughs> she did. She did it. And uh, Ty has uh, transferred from one year of, at Baylor to uh, junior college in Mississippi, and he's in his second year. We'll uh, – he tours ACL, but uh, mm-hmm. he's rehabbing from that. We'll play his second year in the fall over there at the junior college that I actually attended. Huh. Wow. And uh, so he's doing really well. Uh, moved him to uh, uh, kind of a hybrid tight end where I think he belongs, and I think mm. he's already had an offer. I think he'll have some possibilities of going somewhere from there and majoring in psychology and doing really well. So and that sounds then, great. Yeah. You mentioned the three foster kids. Yes. So. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, we we're empty nesters now. So we went from having five kids mm-hmm. at Christmas to uh, three weeks later, I think it was, we had none. Uh, they moved back in with their dad, uh, uh, reunified with their dad, which we were in favor of and very excited about. Um, and um, they've, uh, they're still, we're like grandparents to them now. So the, they, they stayed, all of them were at the house last weekend. And so we're going to continue to have a, gr- a close relationship with them. They're that part so of our great. life. So That's so great. Yeah. So wedding in July, y'all are in full wedding prep wow. mode now, aren't you? Yeah. You scared me a lot when <laughs> you went through it, just so you know. So. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Don't mean but to scare you, but do, it does get your attention. <laughs> it does. Wow. Definitely. It's already got my attention. So. July. That's great. John, do you know cakes cost over $400 for a cake? Oh, stop. What I'm in my, the world? My 400 if you get one for four hundred, well, you I, jump on it. That's what I was told that that's a bargain, and I'm oh, like, oh no, flour can, and water. I'm serious. If you can sure. get one for four hundred, I would jump on it. Well, she's, she's a little frugal. She's doing good, but um, go. I good think that's her. what I was told. But I'm not sure. I get all the facts. I don't want to know all the the facts. Let her and Janice handle that. <laughs> that's true. No, just uh, that's best. Okay. Here's advice from somebody who's had two daughters get married already. <laughs> just. Say so y'all handle that. Where do I sign? I've never been check. more grateful for God only giving me one daughter than right now. Oh, right. man. I hear you. I mean, I have a nine-month-old, and the day we found out she was a girl, my husband goes, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to buy a wedding. And I was saving. like, there's a, lot, there's a lot more to it, but yes. It used to be saving for school. Now it's saving for, <laughs> for a wedding. wedding. I know. I know. Well, that's good. Crazy. Well, we're so happy for y'all, and you have such a great family. Yeah. And uh, we're – just, I mean, you're just such a part of the Baylor family, also. So, thanks for spending yeah. some time with us. We appreciate it. Oh, it's yeah. been fun. Really thanks fun. For having me. Thanks very much. Appreciate it.
Hey, can I say a shout out to Joey Scrivano? For yes, his five hundred. Yeah, a thousand, but he got a five hundred. I just schedule more games. Than him, so <laughs> there, so. That's good. That's a couple of milestones. We had Joey on with us uh, last week. I was sick of podcast. Yeah, I know. Joey's an awesome guy. We've been around here as you have for a long time, and uh, we're very blessed. His office is right over there by mine, so every now and then we get to um, share some stories and. Um, enjoy each other. He's a great guy. It's a lot of winning out of that building right there. I know. Really honestly. cool. Tough acts to follow. Whoever's yeah. on next week. Good luck. <laughs> Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Great to have Glenn Moore on with us, Mr. 1000, <laughs> and already working on his uh, next 1,000. Yeah. You got 1,000 more in you? 1,000 <laughs> more. 1,000 more. Well. I'll go where God leads me. So I, I know I have a few more left in me. So <laughs> I know you do, too. I don't know about a 1,000. <laughs> it took me too long to get here. That's but an awesome answer. I got a few more. Very good. We appreciate you being with us today. Great to be here. Thank you. For Glenn Moore and Katie Smith, I'm John Morris. That's this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.